Yeah. You want to lead us in? We don't have Jake today, so we're kind of short on music. Yeah. I don't so know if you want to maybe lead you, us in. Nick, well, we you. all have instruments. Oh, we do. And they're called our voice boxes. All right, ready? So ready? One. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Two, three. So back all, back all. Welcome back to the Cornercast. Uh, we we have a really fun show today. Something that is uh, certainly very dear to me, a topic that that I care a lot about: the idea of film school, or just really school for the arts in general. Uh, we are joined with a plethora of beautiful people today. Griffin, thanks for having me. Jonah, hi, and Nick. Not hey. Matt. It's Nick. Let's get those reps in, guys. Yeah, um, I, I think so. I kind of had an identity crisis. <laughs> You're though. starting to yeah. relate more to. I might be okay. Matt. We'll navigate like, it. I'm like, am I Matt? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. Tough question. But uh, you know, we want to talk about film school, like the relevancy of it, the importance of it. Question mark. I know for me, you know, I went to Chapman Film School for one year and dropped out. I don't know about you guys. Where did you guys go, and, and how long did you stay there? I went to Northern Illinois University, and I graduated with a bachelor's. Nice. Right on. Uh, so I went to Emerson, uh, and I also graduated, but I took a kind of a hiatus in the middle, uh-huh. and I studied uh, film production there. Oh, sick! Yeah, I went to Brooks Institute of Photography, now closed, and got a <laughs> BFA in film uh, cinematography sick. and editing was the, kind of the focus. Yeah, but I got a ton of questions about like, hey, did you go to film school? Should I go to film school? Yeah, me too. Like that's probably one of the like most common questions I received just from you know cold met cold call messages or whatever mm-hmm. you know people reaching out and well, i'm kind of conflicted on what to say to be honest <laughs> so. i get it. like where do you stand like are you pro or oh or yeah I, I don't know i mean like <laughs> overall yes like hey if if you can afford it and make it happen then i think it's an overall good experience mm-hmm. but do you need film school to be successful heck no yeah heck no especially these days yeah like film school has never been uh like less needed i think now yeah. because everything's mm-hmm. so accessible it's a it's like a really it, it, we're in an interesting kind of department here with visual effects i know like i went to chapman for one year and i was very much of the mindset that you know i i come i'm like zero generation here my, my family moved here from england when i was three years old my brother dropped out of music school and so i was like the last the last kid in the college system mm-hmm. and oh. both my parents were very very pro getting the degree. And I was too, I was of the mindset that I'm going to be summa cum laude. I want to be the guy at film school. Like this is the path that I'm supposed to take in order to grow as an artist. And I spent one year at Chapman and I remember feeling uh, pretty let down to be totally honest with not necessarily the infrastructure, just my access to the things that I was craving because I was always self-taught through high school 
uh, with visual effects and with editing. And I, I went there with a focus in editing and film production. And like one of the first things out the gate that I wanted to do was take an editing class. And the way that they prioritized the different students, they would say, okay, well, you know, freshmen and seniors get priority and then the juniors and then the sophomores. And I was coming in as a sophomore, okay. which side note, I, I went to PCC mm -hmm. and I followed the exact curriculum you needed to transfer to be a junior. And they just disregarded some of the classes. Yeah. And they're like, well, this mm -hmm. one doesn't count. This one doesn't That's count. So cool. And I'm like, so wait, now I need to take Spanish again at full rate? Like, there's yeah. a reason I went to community college to, to get rid of some of the general ed classes that you don't want to pay full whack for. And they just disregarded them. So that was my first like moment of, whoa, that's, mm -hmm. that's not cool. Um, and, you know, I didn't end up getting to take any editing classes. They filled up instantly. And uh, I got in, I think I got in one visual effects class or something. But everything else was like, essence of acting like these 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 studies that i guess if you don't know what you want are good uh but if you know exactly what you want out of film school it's it's not ideal to have to run the gambit of every single department you know what i mean oh we got a guest oh nice he's here for an arrow what is this yeah what, what is this it? possibly be <laughs> we'll never know well we will soon i very much <laughs> i very much relate to your experience yeah um yeah very much relate because i had the same feeling when i like the idea of film school move like going in and when i got there a lot of gen eds a lot of yeah the essence of acting or directing actors on screen which are like great classes i actually think that they're too soon like mm. i think that for 90 percent of kids who go like right into college it's just you're not gonna absorb enough of it it's not worthwhile at that age hmm. like if you're in your like 18 19 you're in a college environment. It's the dream to be in college. Everyone's going out partying. Everyone's meeting friends. Is this the time to like deep dive into like <laughs> the essence of like what it means to direct someone and like really envelop a character? Like some people might be able to do it, but like I would say like 90% of people mm. at 18, 19 years old, it's a waste of money, not because it's not a quality education, but because you're not a quality candidate yet. Yeah. And you, the thing about becoming an artist and living as an artist is maturing and realizing how to hone your craft. And it's just like, is it worth shelling out thousands and thousands of dollars so at that age to get those things? I don't well, think so. Yeah. And for, for those of you who don't know, like who haven't been to film school or, or haven't been yet, maybe uh, the way that it works. I mean, me transferring in as a sophomore, the idea was that you're sharing general education classes with the film classes that you're taking. And if you're doing film production, they want to give you a, a run of at everything. They want you to get a taste of every single department so you get a better sense of what it is that you like or what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And that's super helpful for some people. I'm not saying that it's not. It's just for me, I knew what I wanted going in. And there were so many restrictions in place. Like I wanted to do a uh, focus on editing and I wanted to do a minor in visual effects. And I had to, I literally had to run the gambit for months with a teacher sponsor, filling out forms, navigating the appropriate channels to meet mm -hmm. the head of the film school yeah. and ask her, can I please do this with, you know, in this, at this private institute that I'm paying to be mm -hmm. at, can and I please what, study what, these what two became things? of that? I had five minutes with her and she said, they're too similar. And that was mm -hmm. it. And I looked at the, the professor who, who supported me and he's like, all right, we have to go back to the beginning of the process again. And I was like, this is crazy. Like they're they're similar because i, I want to use them both mm -hmm. that's that's why i wanted two similar things because i want to make a career out of these two things wow. and uh i was shut yeah. down pretty hard and i remember just being like i'm paying top whack to be here and i don't feel like i have the flexibility to the point where i actually had a laundry list of tutorials that i didn't have time to do until the summer 
And I remember telling myself, it's okay. Like I was in audio engineering class or something. And I was like, it's okay. Just focus on this for now. And you can learn in the summer. And then I <laughs> caught myself and I was like, that is so backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I have to wait till the summer to learn for free while paying tens of thousands of dollars to be in an environment that doesn't fit me. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there should be more flexibility for fitting the students. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it comes down like, why do you want to go to film school? Mm -hmm. Why do you want a higher education? And, you know, I think, Jonah, why did you want to go to film yeah. school, for instance? I wanted to go to film school because, similar to Jordan, my dad, he, he's a teacher. So there was never a question of whether or not I was going to college. Like, it was just that I had to go Parental to Parental expectation. There was a mm -hmm. huge print. So yeah. I would say that was, like, number one. Cool. Honestly. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people can probably relate to that. <laughs> and we're like thinking yeah. about, should I go to film school or not? And then number two is it was something that I was one of the only things that I was truly passionate about at that time. And I was very excited at the prospect of like going to a place of higher learning and being able to be given like the facility to experiment. That was like really critical, critical mm -hmm. to me. And I had visited the Emerson campus and I saw like, the TV studio and the rental area. And I was, I, my eyes got all big oh, and yeah, I was like, Oh, this so is a place gear. where I can like really put kind of yeah. the rubber to the road and be able to like work on this. Yeah. And that's obviously an intentional thing that they do when you tour. And then they say, mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, that's yeah. like for the seniors. Yeah. By so the way, yeah. it's going to be three years. Maybe <laughs> they yeah. show it and then they put up the, the red yeah. tape. And like, what about yeah. you, Griffin? What was kind of like your yeah. process getting into it? So I, I didn't go to film school. Unlike you guys, I went to art school. I got a degree in illustration. Um, still very relevant. I feel like it's the same kind of thing though. <laughs> yeah. <they're, sighs> I, I went because like from the time I was like very little, I was like, I want to be an artist when I grow up. Everyone says you get out of high school, you go to college. Like this is how I'd be an artist. And I think that in previous times, like the reason why you would go to art school is you have access to working professionals in the field who will show you mm -hmm. how to do what they do. And like you're saying, you have facilities and materials. And for a very long time, it was a a very affordable thing. And I don't regret doing it. I met some of my best friends in life. I was in like a community of like-minded artists. And I had some good professors because my, my department was very good. But even though the department was good, looking back, a lot of the, the learning I did was still on my own in my mm -hmm. bedroom. And yeah. like, it's not like... um it's not like every day they were like, okay, this is how you put together like a basic palette for painting different skin tones. It was like, here's your assignment go do it. Mm -hmm. Then you go home and you're in your drafting table and you're like, are figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And the simple fact is like, I, I'm not going to say that they're equivalent or that uh, one can replace the other, but if you want to learn from a professional illustrator, like how do you do convincing and lively human skin tones you go on youtube.com mm -hmm. for free because that's what we were doing we were like looking stuff up on youtube mm -hmm. at home after class to do the assignments <laughs> yeah. and like you yeah. know and the crazy thing we were still paying for materials like yeah, yeah. um you know we were, we were paying like lab and materials fees to the college and then had to bring our own materials anyway because mm -hmm. but you know the the cost and, and it's very different for film. It's very different for 
things where you need like a computer that can handle it and software licenses and gear. But if you're talking about art specifically, you don't necessarily need a Wacom or Adobe. You can go to to Blick or Michaels mm-hmm. and that hundred dollars worth of art supplies and some time on YouTube is a lot cheaper than, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went to a state school and it was still pretty expensive. If, if I'd gone to a, a private art school, which I'm sure is very similar to film school, American private art schools are some of the most expensive schools in America, sometimes up, up there and above like Ivy league. And it's like, that's, that's yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why? <laughs> no. yeah. Why, dude? I think, yeah, a lot of the things that you build along the way at film school, and I assume and with your experience, with your degree as well, is like build confidence and build relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And at a young age, I think that's really important. And sometimes you can't do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. But what you're talking about makes me feel like y- what you want to be doing is that self-teaching, but also the most important thing in this industry, all creative industries is building confidence in yourself and then putting yourself out there. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these college programs kind of like are trying to do for you, which is like, here's an advisor. Here's like a peer group. Here's your internships that are available to you. And then yeah. they like try and kind of push you through mm-hmm. that door. And for me, I just really hated the, like how confined that was. And I just mm-hmm. found my own that were like cooler. I found them on like, instagram and then i found Mm -hmm. them through friends and suddenly i was working with people that i really liked instead of working at like the local tv station Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay then why am i paying thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. for like your resources when like i actually don't really i'm not like super into the resources that you're able to give me yeah um and that was that was when it started really like falling apart for me where i was like okay so i don't super love the classes i feel like i can't really give this all my attention and what i feel like i'm receiving from you and in terms of like actual industry help is like a direction that I don't really want to be going mm-hmm. in. And so I don't know. I, I was that kind of where it fell apart for you? For for me it was it was certainly the lack of control over my schedule. I wasn't learning the things that I wanted to learn, but I was paying top top dollar to learn things that I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I I'd much rather have the free time to look online and and do those things. Um, but what, one thing that I will say about film school that was tremendously beneficial, and we've all kind of touched on it already, which is interesting is the relationship aspect, because what you're doing is you're entering a world of like-minded people and that's incredibly valuable. And I'm still friends with a lot of people that I met at Chapman and that made it worthwhile for being there for the year. Um, but I'm really glad that I left when I did because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't interested in being a DP. I didn't need to get my hands on, on all that gear and, and all the things that they have access to. On the directing side, I started directing right out of college. As soon as I left, I started commercial directing right out the gate, just funding my own projects, selling them to clients and making enough to make bigger and bigger projects. And I made my career that way. And, you know, even looking at the visual effects side of things, I learned by doing. And I feel like learning by doing is is the move in in every aspect. If you ask most people where they feel like they've grown the most, it's onset. It's doing those late night, you know, friggin' deep dives because you are so passionate about this subject. You're you're just pulling resource from wherever you can. And there's so much free resource now, more than there's ever been. And there's also more high quality teachers for cheaper than there've ever been all online. I mean, we're talking in visual effects terms. I want to learn Houdini. I can find a, a course by Stephen Nipping, who's a technical director at ILM, teaching me how to do an explosion 
that he's actively doing in the Star Wars films. Mm -hmm. And I can email him and he'll respond to me. He's done it for like 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's one like of the best minute, minds in the industry. That's like a minute of Dodge College time, probably. Yeah, yeah. legit. And, and like that's one, one breath, of the things, right? One is, breath. Yeah. Is, the, is the cost, like, like you're saying, the cost is so out of whack. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I drove, uh, I lived off campus from my experience and I had to drive 30 miles to get there and 30 miles back. And so it was a trek to get there every single time. And one day that really hit me in the gut was I drove 30 miles out there for an acting class. I didn't want to take an acting class. I wasn't interested. Um, and, but I, you know, I was, I was going to do well in this college. It was my mindset. And I, I got there and I pulled up and there was a notice on the door from the professor. And she's like, ah, I'm not feeling well. Like no class oh my today. God. 30 minute warning. It took me 45 <laughs> to drive there. So I wouldn't have seen it. And I, I look at the notice and the other kids who are in the class behind me are like, yeah, yeah, no, no class. And I was like, guys, we still have to pay for it. Mm. We have to pay for that for, yeah. for someone who's not going to show up. Like online yeah. courses, I can save them for when I need them. I can watch them again. I do it all the time. I take notes on them. I watch them. I revisit them. I email the teachers from the courses. I never felt like I had that at Chapman. And there, there is benefit if you're going for, the, for those reasons that, that Chapman provides, you know, the gear and, and the friendships and whatnot. But I feel like a year in-house for me was enough to, to make the friends, to meet the people, and then dip and do my own thing and stay in touch. And that's, it's kind of like a nice middle ground of, getting the advantage of a film school but not committing full force to to just what could likely be just poverty for like a, a multi-year yeah. stretch of time of just feeding this beast well something something i want to i want to add into because um like a, a, an interesting positive for college is like sure there, there was a lot of self-learning that i did but i i, I don't want to make it sound like I know for certain that I would have been just as well off mm. being self-taught because I think like what I went for very much was mentorship and on hands learning. And I, I don't want to say that I never got that because I don't think that's fair mm -hmm. and having accountability and deadlines and the teachers, you know, getting us to think in certain ways and giving us assignments and you know, if, if there was like an alternate reality Griffin who just was like a bedroom self-taught artist stacked up against today, I don't know if we'd be equivalent. That's fair. Yeah. And the the, un, the unfortunate truth, though, is like um, it's the same thing kind of like we're all saying, though, is like. When you're you're paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars for that hands on mentorship and that accountability and those assignments like how how much how worth it is that extra mm -hmm. investment yeah if yeah. if you were to be able to do it again nick like where would you stand in your like choice it's hard to say man i, I kind of agree with griffin it's a, you, you can't like be like yeah i mean griffin and i you know having finished and kind of gone through the whole thing mine was a three-year program but i'm not sure how long yours was it's like yeah i can't for sure say this is where i'd be but you know i'd been making movies all through high school all through junior college, I took JC classes to get credits done cheap, you know, um, and was like, yeah, I'll just take a year. During that time, I made YouTube shorts, and that's how I met Brett. That's how mm -hmm. I eventually met Sam and Nico, you know, um, Clint. You know, we were all making short films and connected through YouTube. We, that's how we all met. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, those friendships are still strong. That yeah. wasn't film school, you yeah. know. And the funny part is, you know, when I finally did moved down here found a film school that finally like i really liked and seemed like it would have good resources you know after all that here i am 
you know, in a job now with, with all you guys, that is all that whole connection was made completely independent of mm -hmm. my film school experience. Like there were like these two parallel things going on. There's like the YouTube Nick and the film school Nick. Mm -hmm. Like film school Nick, you know, could have taken his thesis project and gone and pitched it to universal and become a director not that that actually happens anymore but yeah. unless, you, you, unless nepotism is involved and this is that's totally serious um mm. nepotism let's talk about it because mm. jesus christ dude like i, I was <laughs> sorry sorry lord um, <laughs> i was touring colleges and you know obviously we went down to la it was like a big trip and i was like yeah we're gonna tour all these big film schools that i've heard all about loyola marymount USC film school, mm -hmm. Dodge College, Chapman. Mm -hmm. Yep. Those were the big three. Uh, what was the other one? UCLA? I, I said that probably. UCLA. UCLA is a, yeah. yeah, a good film program. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's directors that come here like for like one symposium, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it sounds really great. And you get stars in your eyes when you're walking through these campuses and they're pointing out like, oh, yeah, this is where this was filmed. This is where this was filmed. The steps of Dodge College. Oh, remember, recognize that? You're like, wow. Yeah. Great. And then they show you the film school and you see, you know, the sound stages <laughs> and the big mm -hmm. screening theater and the gear room. And you're like, great. And then they're like, yeah. So, you know, the process is you'll take two years of GE classes. And, you know, if your grades are good enough, you'll be admitted to some film classes, you know, and get your hands on a camera maybe. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you'll get chosen by lottery to be the director of a project, you know? Which don't you have to fund those? Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, fund, you gotta them. fund those you gotta separately. Fund oh them. My God, That's dude. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Let's rent some fucking 35 packages on mom and dad's credit card. So And when you're 19, 18, yeah. you don't you don't understand money. But thinking that's the only way I can direct a movie. Yeah, like yeah. that's what they funnel you into from that very first tour of the film school. And if you're touring film schools, this is maybe we can give you some instruction on what to look for here because just be aware mm -hmm. that the whole thing is a money-making venture. It's not about you learning. Yeah. It's yes. about making money. And if you are successful, they get to put that on their poster. Right? It's very true. Yeah. So it's all for profit. Yeah. Completely. And you are, your learning film is probably not that high on their list because there's a million other kids that have heard about, usc or chapman college film program and all want to sign up yeah to be the next steven spielberg but guess what guess what steven spielberg did mm. <laughs> he made fucking movies yeah he made them yep. and didn't wait three years taking ge's not that ge's are bad i think obviously the whole reason if you're thinking about going to film school and getting a higher education you probably want that well-rounded education right mm -hmm. no no that wasn't you? Screw that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know. I, I spent like five digit oh. money to learn how to be a professional artist. And you have me sitting yeah. in geology class. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Dude. We did that all through high school. It, I, I can confidently mm -hmm. say that general education classes, except for basic household accounting, mm. that was the one general education class I took that was not a monumental waste of money. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I kind of disagree. I think they're, you know, you got to find the right school for you. That's what it comes down to. I, so yeah, we, we toured, you know, all the big ones. Mm -hmm. And then I heard about this little school called Brooks Institute of Photography. And they're mm. like, oh yeah, they're up in Santa Barbara. Go up there, tour it. And we drive out to the middle. It seems like the middle of freaking nowhere. It's on the 33 freeway. Off in Tura, you're going out to this town called Ojai. 
and it's like where the hell am i and we pull off and like we drive up and there's huge sound stages and it's like a back lot and it's like what is this <laughs> dude and then you know they have the, the school was on an old like universal lot like so they had sound you know stages huge and they'd broken it up into like eight different stages you could build sets mm-hmm. they had permanent sets built they had red cameras they had you know dslrs were just coming into the fold so they were getting those which was really cool it was like ooh, 5ds sweet yeah um so like they had the resources and i was like this is where i need to be plus you get to get a camera in your hand mm-hmm. they they were willing to look at past work and write off credits so oh, you didn't have wow, to start great yeah in film 101 like here's a wide Man. shot here's a you know now Dude, no wonder get... this place went out of business Dude. they were way too <laughs> yeah, good yeah because well, it wasn't for profit <laughs> it, it it was deeply we came to find out oh i oh. happened to join the last like three years of the good years right yeah. and after that things got really bad and you know they started getting like the school got sold to a education like fucking conglomerate like basically a corporation that buys up for-profit schools and tries to squeeze them for everything they oh, got man it's this chinese company they bought Brooks Institute, and within three years, the whole school had basically, wow. it, they basically made it into a write-off. So My goodness. that's a sad story. Um, and also, you know, sad for the fact that Brooks doesn't exist. exist so it's like, yeah. what? what's the degree for? Yeah. But there was some silver linings. I got mm. to have a camera in my hand. I got to build sets. I got to work on real sets um, with, like, a real crew. And, like, that was from day one. Mm-hmm. But I also got some really cool GE classes. I mean, art history classes. Like, uh, there was like a random architecture class, which was actually surprisingly really eye-opening. Like, there are all these little things. I mean, obviously, math class was not my my choice. I didn't mm-hmm. want to really spend too much energy in that. But I do feel like higher education comes with that. Like, mm-hmm. And if you want to go to a trade school, that's something you should seriously consider. It'll save you a lot of freaking money if you don't want to take GEs. Yeah. Look for a trade school. Like, look for somewhere that is like a quicker program but gets you more hands on. You don't have to spend time in those classes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, just know what you're signing up for is all I would, like, plead to you. Yeah. You know, think about all the debt you're going to go in and ask yourself, am I going to spend more time with a camera in my hand here or on YouTube making shorts? You yeah. Know, and, ironing. Yeah. I would say oh, along with that, if there's one thing that I could say, and I would, I think I would do everything I've done the same way. I, I like to think that I would. But if there's one thing that I can impart on someone who's like about to make that choice along with what you're saying, I dare you that if you're about to make the leap to like joining film school or art school, take a year and mm-hmm. PA mm-hmm. as much as you can. And to the people who immediately hear me say that and say, oh, uh, there's no opportunities in my town or there's no it's hard to like. Everyone wants a cheap PA. And guess yeah. what? it's hard and the rest of your life is going to be hard finding like work Mm -hmm. in film. So like 
if that's if that's the threshold of you quitting yeah quit now yeah because like you're gonna have to put yourself out there and if it doesn't go well and you can't handle that not going well and you can't handle being kind of literally the lowest person on set for six weeks i also think that you it might not be ready for you to join this career and that is way better to know before you spend thousands of dollars, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and and I could say, you know, I don't know your industry as well, but maybe apprentice someone, you know, yeah. or or work at, fuck it, like a like a Blick and just like get yeah. to know what you're gonna be using for the rest yeah. of your life and really like take that pause before you decide to do that. And in that time, You'll be so much better off and way more prepared mm-hmm. in understanding of how the industry works. At which point you could be like, oh, I actually really only like visual effects. Let's do a trade school. Yeah. Oh, you know what I realized is like everyone on film on this film set and every film set I've done for a year is telling me that it's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. I really, really love history. <laughs> I'm going to study that and then make the coolest historical films ever because I'm really passionate about mm-hmm. history. Like that to me is like a really sophisticated way to go about it because everyone, not everyone can go to film school, but everyone has an iPhone. Everyone can do it to a degree. What makes you special? Hone that as a young person. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to spend a lot of money, maybe spend it in another discipline (laughs) because this one is pretty accessible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is it's the idea of structure, right? Like this is one thing that I accidentally found out that I was pretty good at is structuring my own, like learning and and putting together the different things that I need to learn in order to to get to a certain point. And it's also my hobby, film filmmaking or or specifically visual effects is my hobby. So when I leave here, I go and I do visual effects. Like I go right into it and I I enjoy that. And so that discipline that is something that I've kind of developed over time uh lends itself very nicely to growing and learning in a solo environment because the reality is the minute that you're out of the school system, like if you're in high school right now, you're told where to go, when to be there. And that is really beneficial mm-hmm. for for some people because, you know, when no one's telling you what to do, it's so, so easy to just go and oh, play yeah. video games. I'm going to yeah. watch, I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to, I'm going to binge, you know, House of the Dragon and go to sleep or it's very, very easy to turn your mind off. And so if you feel like you are not the most disciplined or you haven't developed that in yourself, that's something that you can work on in the background. But the the structure of film school might still be very beneficial to you. But yeah, if you if you are a very disciplined person or you are you're open to becoming disciplined, then there is a a vast avenue of learning available to you. And I believe that everyone can can learn to be disciplined. It's just getting the reps in and getting used to this new way of life, because, you know, if if you can be disciplined in school, you can be disciplined on your own. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of you telling yourself what to do Mm -hmm. or finding courses that are structured already. Like I talk about this all the time. You know, there's there's websites like Rebel Way for Houdini that give you an eight week or 10 week arc of what to do over this week. You got to do this this week. You got to do this and, you know, parse out your time, do what you need to do, meet the goal by the end of the week and do the same thing and the same thing. And it's, it's the same idea of just turn your homework in, but it's a lot more curated. You have access to the classes for the rest of your life. Um, And again, it's the idea of, you don't really know who you're going to get as a professor. And there's some excellent professors at film school. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that, but you know exactly the professor that you are choosing. And that is another thing about film school that I find very interesting. The rate my professor thing. I don't know if that's still a thing that oh, people yeah. do, oh, yeah. but I scramble <laughs> to rate my professor. I want the best one. Mm. I want the one that, that maybe people find hard or challenging or interesting. 
you know, because I don't want the hot tamale teacher. I'm not interested. Like the idea that it's you can't even necessarily pick the instructor and you may get landed with the one that nobody wants at the same rate as the great one that everybody's clamoring for is it's not ideal. And it's it's hard to make that available for everybody. But I think a lot of people want that structure and need it, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's beneficial. Certainly. Yeah. I was like, you know, a year of junior college, just kind of in my hometown, still making movies and stuff. But, you know, I felt a lack of structure. I was yeah. like, I want to go somewhere where it's just like, I know when I'm going to show up, I'm going to learn about film, learn about art, you know, be in a new place mm-hmm. too. And like have kind of have a goal. And, you know, having that was, I think, beneficial for me at that age, like when the alternatives were, you know, float around and, you know, smoke weed or, you know, yeah. party with friends or, you know, just make goofy youtube videos mm-hmm. so it it was very like that, that was just for mm-hmm. me it was nice yeah i do want to kind of go back to what you were saying though jonah about you know getting on set and peeing and like starting from the bottom i hate to break it to you but you're probably gonna be doing that anyway after you finish yeah, yeah oh, no it's very sure. true um, it's very true like i think one thing that you do hear a lot from you know people who don't go to film school is about how snooty people who went can be when they get on set because they're expecting to you know come in at an entry-level job yeah whereas no one really cares at all that you went to film school no they're one like, really asks. so you know how to open a c-stand good <laughs> do it that's what you'll be doing go to the grip truck and you're gonna start from the bottom almost like either way mm-hmm. in my experience at least like no, when no, i too. got out of film school you know i was doing freelance cinematography but like yeah, when times got slow, it was like, shit, I'll take some PA work. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. a couple hundred bucks a day. Hey, it's just we're it's, opening C stands. Is, um, <laughs> is there an equivalent, Griffin, like that entry level, like first step that you recommend to someone if maybe before or after that is like maybe not as talked about? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think this might be an example of where like film and art differ because, um, you know, if your dream in life is to work on like major motion pictures, there there probably isn't like a way to necessarily do that as like a hobby. Like, I don't know how <laughs> feasible it is to make Interstellar on nights and weekends, but uh, yeah. hopefully there's something that applies to, to everyone in, in any creative field for this is I would encourage you before going to art school to think really carefully about whether or not this is something that you want to be your career mm-hmm. or just to be like the thing you do. Mm-hmm. Because in my life, I've noticed there's really no way to know until you've done it for a job. But I, I've seen enough people go to art school because, you know, every guidance counselor, you know, everyone in their family was like, you got to go to college. What's the thing you're good at? And they're like, well, the thing I'm good at is I'm, I, I like drawing. And then they go to art school and they're like, man, I don't like it like this. Because <laughs> yeah. the truth is, much. <laughs> as an art professional, unless you are super, super fortunate, you are going to spend a lot of time not drawing what you want to draw. You are going to be drawing other people's ideas the way other people want them. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's not going to be stuff you like doing. Um and, you know, you might get to a point where people really, you know, they pick you because they value what, you know, the thing that you love doing is what's valuable to their project. And you end up on a project where you're drawing exactly what you want to. Um, or, you know, you 
kind of grind your way into that like RISD to New York editorial illustrator thing where you just get paid by magazine art directors to draw random stuff in your style. But if it is okay if you don't want to draw other people's drawings the way they want them to. Mm -hmm. And it is okay if you want to have a a gig doing something and energy to do Mm -hmm. what you love. There is nothing wrong with that. And in fact, that might be better than ruining the thing that you love Mm. by doing it for money. I would, (laughs) I would be so much happier for anyone listening to this. If you maintained your love of drawing or painting or whatever creative thing and didn't do it for a job in rather than because I've dude, I've had, I've had years where like I hated being creative because I was, you know, doing some work where I just sapped all my creative energy. And then I was like, well, I'm not like making anything I'm proud of. Mm. So why am I not just like, there's a, a time period where I was looking into becoming a, an apprentice cheese maker. Oh, really? okay that's really cool because I, I was like dude, dude this whole this whole art career thing is not panning out like i've always loved cheese like could i make cheese and then can that, you that wasn't i mean it, it's a tough industry to break into <laughs> but uh the shout out to the cheese what are they called uh, i believe cheesemonger oh, cheese oh, okay. okay. i wasn't sure if they just sell them i like cheese smith though with the hammer <laughs> just freaking i'll just be over here soaking in that humor uh what you said actually really reminds me of my sister who like i really look up to and she did exactly that and i can tell you firsthand so she's an air force nurse and she Whoa. is like a complete badass and studied and did rotc along with a nursing degree and was just completely focused on that career and while she was doing that she just so happens to be i would say confidently the best artist i know like when it comes to like drawing uh painting acrylic uh she does like um and i'm gonna butcher it but when you like cut the negative out of something and then like press the she's mongering yeah, cheese, 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 it's a cheese craft. Oh, uh, cheese cloth like printmaking? Print, print, yeah, printmaking. Oh, right and she'll spend, you know, she has a, a career where she's able to work a shift for two weeks at a time. And then she has a week sometimes. Mm. She'll just spend that whole time drawing. She she like she was like, I'm just going to figure out how to like make a skateboard. So she just spent like a week and she like built one and like yeah. made like a, an ocean out of like, um, what's that style where they do? It's almost like shiny and that you like drip it epoxy. Mm. Yeah. So she made an epoxy skateboard and then she just goes to work. And like Mm. what you're saying isn't just advice. Like I see someone in my life who does it and like I'm envious at times because I'm like, Mm. dude, sometimes I do kind of feel like, man, I wish I was just like my mom's doing a trip right now where she's biking all the way from uh, Banff down to Mexico and she's filming the whole thing. And she's like, hey, I really love for you to edit this for me. Right. And the jaded part of me says, mom, I don't have time for this. I'm a professional who's editing all day. And what my heart tells me is I actually really wish that I could do that for my mom. Yeah. And I wish that my art in the intersection of my art and my personal life was like easier to handle. Mm. And because like it is love and I love doing it. It's just when you do it all the time, Mm. it gets really hard to do that. Hey, 
can you do this for me? And my mom's like, I'll pay you. And I'm like, that's worse. Yeah, it's so worse. Oh that's God. so that's much worse. So much worse. I, I don't want you to pay. Like, yeah. would you pay my sister to, you know, make you a, a a little print? Like, that's absurd. Like, I love you. And so it's something that I think we all deal with. And so if you and and it's not to say that I don't struggle with it, but it's like if you feel like that's already a problem in your life when you're mm-hmm. like just getting into it, yeah, I think it's worth like really yeah you know thinking about you know and there's you could be mm-hmm. a cheesemaker well, especially you know? with how expensive the thing is and like i i still have guilt about the debt i put my parents in because they're the best parents ever and they're like yeah we want to help you pay for this yeah and i think we like split it or whatever but like it's just it's it weighs it's on you astronomical man. and especially in the arts dude yeah like Mm-hmm. and griffin you you can probably attest to this even more because it feels like i feel like there's less of a, a mold maybe for fine arts like you do than there's for film right because like film school it's like okay yeah you have set jobs you can go to mm-hmm. but like what's the mass job industry for an artist out of film school like what is the goal there there's you know? definitely there's yeah. definitely a mold in cheese though <laughs> there is <laughs> I mean, there you, go. Hey. Oh, I, you know the, the, i'm the, on fire <laughs> go on the nice thing with commercial like with uh film school is like at least it's a commercial art mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you go to art school it's um like i i have a career in large part because i went into a commercial art like illustration graphic design mm-hmm. there are day jobs for that uh i know a lot of people who follow their dreams they they went for what they were passionate about Nothing wrong with doing that, by the way. That this is not me saying anything negative about that. I think that's the right move. But if if you get a a BFA in oil painting or like a a BFA in graphite pencil drawing or something like that, your options are kind of get a master's and teach that or hope that, you know somehow without nepotism you are able to get a decent living out of the gallery world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i mean the only reason i have a steady job is because i studied illustration and was able to kind of like talk my way into my first entry-level graphic design job Mm. and like without that you know i would probably not have a career yeah. My my dad did something kind of similar like to what you're saying like he studied graphic design like literally back in the day it was like you know lining out letters on a block like on a freaking easel and like you know <laughs> trying to make it all work and you'd send the freaking collage into the magazine and they'd hopefully like make it all work you know it was like mm-hmm. janky like yeah. pre photoshop that got him by as he was like drawing characters and cool creatures and shit like he'd always been doing that that was like his side hustle and mm-hmm. like he had to you know pay the bills while he got his portfolio ready and finally you know got a job at ILM but like that was that was the commercial field that mm-hmm. he studied for and that was I think a smart move because it's like I can apply my art to something that can actually make me money mm-hmm. and you know it paid off there so like there's this idea though that like you know the schools try to sell you on the success stories of you know like, what do we look up to? We look up to, like, fine artists, you know, the big ones that we've all heard of. Mm-hmm. We look up to directors, you know, like the freaking old school 70s director, you know, Lucas, Spielberg, all those guys who are all in cahoots with each other. That's who we look up to, like, as a student aspiring to go to Yeah, of school. course. And, you know, at Dodge, they were like, yeah, we had this one uh, director. She 
you know, she got out of school and her thesis got her like a music video gig and she's like doing music videos now. It's like, cool. But that's like one person. Yeah. And like for me and my experience at Brooks, it's like there are all sorts of people studying all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But the consistently most successful ones like after school are the grips. Mm. <laughs> I'm and like they, never this is working, not yeah. talking crap about grips. They're like some of the most hardworking people oh, on a dang yeah. film set, and they're jacked. They're you know? just so strong, um, also. Yeah. But like they had it right because mm -hmm. they freaking were like, "There's a void. Like you there's always me. grip yeah. work needed. It's a very specialized. Mm -hmm. Like dude, being a grip is like you got to know everything yeah. about how to shape light and you know whatever. And they're freaking getting." Now, they dude. get paid whereas the directors are like oh, i don't know what i'm doing yeah you know? and like so yeah obviously there's some directors and cinematographers who've done really well yeah but like they're they had it right i think yeah. it's like yeah. and you can do that with like a certificate you can do that with a trade school mm -hmm. it's like if you really want to be on a set think about how can i make money and like not have to live a hard life because i want to be this director like you can do that stuff on the side man and, and to like, and to jump off that too in the visual effects world specifically i found I'd, i had like a roughly like a nine year freelance career before working here mm. and oh, nine years and yeah nine years wow. crazy and i was literally never without work because there is a huge void of vfx artists who are responsible who are responsive and who can who can get the job done <laughs> and i found that you know it, in this industry it's a very relational industry and it's always like it's all about who you know which doesn't really help anybody it's like okay so you know someone i don't know that's not fair but the reality is it's an incredibly small community and you notice that producers love to share names to other producers and they'll ask you do you have anyone you can recommend and so one of the biggest things that I would recommend to any VFX artists who are entering the industry is obviously be able to do the work. So, so do your studies and make sure that you're capable in, in the craft, but be enjoyable to be with, be enjoyable to be around. The first mm -hmm. supervision gig that I ever got was off a Facebook post. <laughs> and I po and a friend of mine posted my reel and it was for a big artist, but nobody knew what she wasn't like forthcoming with who that was, it was the name of the artist it was yeah big artist big shooting artist. on saturday like <laughs> submit reels and and there were a plethora of reels there and, and my friend submitted mine which i bless him that was such a sweet thing to do because i looked at everybody else's reel and good lord they were better than me they oh, were wow. just really talented industry like industry professional mm -hmm. vfx artists but my reel, I made sure to include me dancing in it because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> that was the only thinking that I had did in my head. Did you do that for your corridor submission? I, I put it in the corridor submission did, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put me dancing in it because it yes. shows a little bit of me, and maybe <laughs> mm -hmm. people will want to be around that kind of manic energy. I don't know. And I, I looked at other people's reels and much better than me. So I went to bed just going, oh, that was very sweet. Nothing will come of it. And I, I got a phone call saying, hey, can you be on set on Saturday? Wow. Uh, and it was a music video for Miley Cyrus. And I was VFX supervisor with no previous experience. Oh my God. And I got on set and I tried my best to act like I knew what I was doing. Did you do the I, moves? I did, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. No, but she, she asked me on the phone. She's like, do you know how to do this, this, and this? And I was like, yes, yes, and yes. But it was no, no, and no. Yeah. But that night I spent all night studying those things so that when mm -hmm. I got to set, I would be prepared. And I was, when I got to set, I felt, felt very comfortable. And everything went well, thankfully. But at the end, I spoke to her one-on-one. -on -one and I was like, I just got to know, like, why did you pick me? Thinking she was going to say, like, oh, well, in this shot, you showed blah, blah. No, she's like, you looked like you'd be fun to work with. Yeah. Are you I, kidding? Yeah. Like, it's, that's, yeah. If I can, if I can touch on that, that's, I, I think that applies to pretty much any job field. Because the last job I got before Corridor, 
I was, um, I think three weeks away from running out of unemployment. Um, my, my plan was to basically at the, the next week go apply at Starbucks and then apply at the warehouse where my cousin was a trucker for and just like hope that I got something in my field before the end of the year. Um, and this place picked me and I asked them right before I quit to move to California to work here. Um, I was like, cause I was helping them interview my replacement mm-hmm. and I was like, so wh- why'd you guys pick me? And they're like, Oh yeah, it was between you and someone else who had like basically the same level level of portfolio. But like you had like a joke we really liked at <laughs> the top of your website. And like, you just seemed like, a cool guy who I wouldn't mind sitting next to 40 hours a week. And hmm. it's not fair, but that's how it works a that's lot of the time. And it's interesting. You bring up that story about saying yes, yes, and yes, but really it's no, no, and no. Cause I've done that at a lot of jobs too. And when, when it's, when you hear something and someone's like, can you do this? And if you hear it and, and you're like, no, but I'm confident yes, that I could it's learn. It's an important distinction. Yes. And, What's really interesting about that is that statistically, um, men are more likely to do that than women, mm. and men are more likely to look at a job listing that they are maybe not qualified for and have that reaction mm. than women, statistically, mm. at least in America. And so I, w- I would just like to share that for anyone listening. Yep. It is not only okay but a good idea yes. to kind of fudge that a little bit and like if there's something that you don't have experience doing or maybe you don't know how to do but you're like i can, I can absolutely learn how to do that take that risk because yeah. there's a good chance it could get you that job that you might have not applied for yeah yeah, yeah. To, ju- to jump on that pile like the first opportunity that i created for myself was i had a family friend who had told me that his his uncle did commercials in uh, Boston and I was living up in New Hampshire or I was visiting New Hampshire at the time. So I just, I DM'd him and I was like, Hey, I'm it's the summer. I'm between semesters. And uh, like I just said, advice to other people. I took my own advice and I was like, can I just work for you? Like if you need a hand and he was like, yeah, you want to like swing by, we should, you know, we could meet. And I went to their studio in Austin, Massachusetts and they had just kind of moved into the building and we hung out a little bit and I was hoping I made a good impression. And then genuinely, the editor was working on a Rolling Stones ad at the time. And I was so enamored by the process of the work that we had kind of wrapped up and I got the sense that they kind of wanted me to leave respectfully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I spoke to the editor. I just kind of like to the side and I was like, hey, I don't mean to be intrusive, but would it be a problem if I just pulled up a stool? I won't talk to you. I just really want to watch you work. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it, it is so exciting to me to see you like make this thing. And he was like, Oh sure, man. Yeah. And I sat there for like six hours without moving. And then I, and that was all that we had ever scheduled to do. Like that was the whole meeting. And then I just like that the end of the day happened. Cause we had talked in the morning and I left and the next day, I got a phone call in the morning and the guy who I had DM'd was like, what are you up to today, man? And I was like, oh, and I, I, I think I made something up because I didn't want to see him. Yeah. And he was like, um, yeah, Jack needs a hand. Uh, you should just come in. Like, let's just. And I worked for them every day that summer. Mm. And then the next summer, 
I was their assistant editor officially. The summer after that, I became an editor there. I started mm -hmm. working part-time through college. By the time I left there, I was one of the two editors at the company. And I had built a portfolio for myself that I applied to Corridor with. That's all to say, just be a person who like genuinely loves what they do yeah. and like wants to learn more because that shit is contagious. And, um, you know, you might not mm -hmm. run into an opportunity like that. Like the first time you try, I think I was really lucky and I kind of like lightning struck in a way, but mm -hmm. it's what you're saying, man. It's just, you know, if you're authentically intrigued, if mm -hmm. you're like searching for answers, yeah, answers will find you. And, you know? uh, and yeah, it's, it's the idea also of, of lightening the room that you're in, like be a light for any room that you enter and don't darken the mood and don't, don't bring negativity in. And it's, it's something that, you know, throughout my freelance career, I, I've certainly had my ups and downs where, you know, you don't feel too good and you bring a mood to set and stuff like that. And, and I'll just encourage anyone out there to maintain positivity because that is a very attractive quality mm. in anyone that you want to work with. You want to be around someone who makes you feel like, Oh, just a little bit lighter, a little bit yeah. more fun and a little bit more enjoyable because the reality is this industry is not that serious. Like we're making, we're making goofy things all over the world. Movies, you know, with, yeah. with orcs mm -hmm. and <laughs> stupid things exploding and aliens coming and wobbling around. Like aliens, it's all hell? nonsense anyway. And so, you know, keeping, keeping that light alive inside of you, that, that, that whimsical kind of childish fun side yeah. uh, will, will make you infinitely more attractive to, to, to people outside of college. Mm. But, you know, obviously to, to bring it back to the idea of being in university, you know, it's yeah. anyone out there who's, who's currently in and unsure. It's like, I can tell you from my experience that no one has ever asked for my degree. No one Dude, has ever really asked crazy, where I went, man. It's never, it's, it's never come up. Th and this, this whole podcast is like, called should i go to film school yeah i think it should be called should i go to dance school you know and i think no it's yes. yeah, wait <laughs> yes, it should be called should. should i get into cheese yeah, yeah. Should yeah. Get into the cheese making yeah. Yeah. Christian. shout out to the cheese makers you Honestly, yeah from from what i've seen in the three youtube documentaries you do not have an easy job and yeah. you deserve higher wages because dude that's yes. honestly why Everyone Everyone loves cheese, man. we gotta have a cheese cast where we talk more about this yeah at some point there's yeah. there's one thing uh and i that i I think we've been circling and it's almost a w weirdly meta. So like, stay with me here. Mm. Don't think you're going to be visible in this industry. I think that's like a really important thing in the sense that like, when you talk about grips and you talk about like freelancing, like you have to be comfortable with the fact that like you can be an artist without like a million people knowing who yeah. you are. Mm -hmm. And hold for the irony of us saying that on a podcast, right? That's why I'm saying this is meta. Mm -hmm. It's like all of us have a certain amount of like people know who we are or know of the thing that we do. But like you don't know who is the grip on Titanic. You don't know who the who the lighting designer was on for the best picture this year unless you're like way into that type mm -hmm. of thing. That's all to say like I I got lost in the sauce as a young person like watching like influencer style videos about filmmaking on youtube thinking like i just have to be seen i have to yeah. make things that are like visible in that way and if you kind of zoom out and you think about that formula it becomes very strange mm -hmm. um and if accountants were making accountant content that was as flashy as filmmakers make filmmaker content idea, by the way. on <laughs> youtube you would see how goofy it is yeah. yeah you know and at the end of the day this is an art and it's a huge industry and know that like what you do in this industry is important no matter who's mm -hmm. seeing it. And 
it doesn't matter if you're talking to one person or a million people. Like if you do love what you do, oh, yeah. that's that's the key. Yeah. And I okay. think that finding that is like what you should be searching for outside of education, outside of a career. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, if if that's your goal to be seen and be like an influencer who like does film or art or whatever, don't go to don't go to school. Just yeah, start yeah. putting yourself on camera. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. There are so many jobs and thankless, thankless, you know, uh hours worked on film sets that you know, just no one ever bats an eye and like it sucks because it's like, oh yeah, I love that movie. Who's the director? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. He does great work. It's like he does great work mm-hmm. or she does mm-hmm. great work. Yeah, like, you're so all right, the other dude. people just like slaving away yeah. to get yeah. this thing done long and hours, especially in the VFX industry, dude. Yeah, man. Like, it's it's geez. crazy. And there's there's certainly a, a massive element. Also in the in the film school side, like everyone is out for them in their own department, in their own area, and there's a lot of friendship and camaraderie. But at the end of the day, you're kind of responsible for yourself. So know yourself. Know what know how into it you really are. And, you know, if you're thinking about leaving film school, like, like I was, I didn't do it lightly. I, I knew I'd have to explain to my parents who would be mm-hmm. devastated. And, and I was scared. Cause I didn't know, like, am I really screwing this up? Well, all my classmates looked down on me. Turns out they like supported yeah. it and were like, dang, that was so cool. But I remember when I was leaving, I had one thought and it like kind of haunted me until I finally took the step. And it was, if I'm not willing to bet on me, then why should anybody else? And that was one thing that I've always kept in my head where I, I choose to invest in myself because I know how much I want this. And I feel like as long as that's the fuel that's pushing you, you're going to make it, Yeah, you know? With film school or without. You with know? film school yeah. or without. Like it is investing in yourself. Just don't party the whole time. <laughs> Just <laughs> imagine, a <laughs> do a cost breakdown of like, what's my yeah. tuition per like hour yeah. in film school? And that'll, I did that'll, that too. That hurt dude, me. It hurts. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, oh, crap, dude, how much money did I just waste watching it Netflix? It will help you focus. You know? like, so I, I don't know, like yeah. take it seriously if you're going to do this because yeah. it's super expensive. It is a lot of time away from being on set. There are benefits to it. Um, you know, the people you meet, the networks you can mm-hmm. make. And the stuff, if you go to the right school, that you can actually use and have in your hand and have access to. Yeah. And all the other, you know, liberal arts kind of knowledge you can gain if you want. Um, but at the same time, you're going to be humbled either way, I think, after you graduate. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to be ready to be humbled. And, you know, only then can you achieve success, <laughs> I think. I, I really, I, yeah. I really think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, m- most of the stuff that's, available at film school it's obviously it's more expensive than it's ever been but it's also a really exciting time to be an artist because about i mean this is a guesstimate but about 80 percent of what you have access to at the film school you can find ways to get outside of film school and so it's only like the those niche those niche areas like meeting people you can meet people outside of film school i do it all the time it's a very small community and people will pass your name around i promise um so depending on your reasons for going yeah i think it's it's something that that more people should be open to not. That's all I'm going to say is it, it might be right for you. It might not be. And that's okay. Either one is totally fine. But I think that the conversation of I need to go to school is nonsense. And you don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. I think that's per person. Sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, and yeah, mom. Show your parents this podcast. If they're, if they're pushing <laughs> you and you're like, I don't really know really like, Hey, yeah. hearing, you know, the perspectives of four different artists working in an in industry. Yeah. Not the industry and industry in an a industry. parallel one. Um, <laughs> maybe this would be useful. I don't know. Yeah. Like I could have probably benefited from hearing a podcast like this. Yeah. And I was, you yeah. know, kind of yeah. hell bent on, on doing the whole school thing. Yeah. So, uh, I don't I, know. 
I had a, a very dear friend in the industry who's my directing partner who spoke that into me saying mm-hmm. like this is an $80,000 medallion like he would yeah. wear his, his uh that you wear you know, under his your degree. shirt when yeah, you, get you on wear set, under your shirt no one's going to see and, it and he was the first one to push me in this direction I wouldn't have done it without him so hopefully this serves as you know not encouragement to not do it I don't think that's any of our our purpose here is just be open to what is right for you because it is a it is a wide spectrum of possibility which is exciting but also daunting yeah um but yeah trust yourself trust yourself cuz uh yeah as long as that's the fuel you'll do great yeah, man. It's like just one last anecdote. I was taking a directing class and like, you know, directing a short film in film school, you know, the guy on campus, you know, hey, no. <laughs> on set, walk on him, the director, you know, whatever. And I'm, whatever. of course, joking a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but like totally. that like same weekend, like I get a call from Jake and he's like, hey, dude, uh, I'm shooting like this little pilot and like it's like down in L.A. And like, do you have a camera I can borrow? Like, can you just come like help out? okay yeah the next day so mm-hmm. i go down there and it's just like i'm just like you know helping set up lights and like they're, they're like using my camera like some other guys shooting yeah. with my camera because like i don't know I'm, i wasn't good enough i guess but <laughs> you know it's like but it's that contact that mm-hmm. you know helped me get where i'm now mm-hmm. you know it's that humbling and that like yes i will i'll do anything man i just yeah. want to be on a set be gracious and, and eager and available. It paid off a because bit, you, you never know? ever know who the person is that's totally. going to to help you in your next chapter. That's totally. that's great advice, man. Yeah. Any other final thoughts on this? Like, let us know your favorite cheeses. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think yeah. you know. I'm really partial to pepper jack. Um, mm. Now, I, you know, I and this is something I haven't touched on in this podcast, but I took a break in the middle of college, oh, mostly because yeah. COVID kind of started i'm exposing my youngness here but um <laughs> and i remember making that decision and also the decision to go back so like as much as i i might come off as a little negative here i think it's really important to finish the things that you start mm-hmm. yeah um and i know that's like maybe a dig yeah. Jordan. <laughs> i'm going back well here's the thing and this is what i mean like you start you started thinking about not going and you actually finished you you actually committed to not going which is like good like you didn't kind of waffle you weren't that kid in film school was like i hate it here everything sucks i don't like it Mm -hmm. and then you just like stuck around for four years being like a whiny little mope like you know and i knew kids like that who were like i'm Mm -hmm. better than this and i'm like well you're here so you know maybe be grateful and so that's all to say no matter what you choose and what you don't like listen to yourself Mm -hmm. and it's important to like follow through as an artist like that's something that is hard to teach and that's the most important thing that's going to carry you for your career because if you can't finish a project Mm -hmm. you will not make it in this industry and film school is a project right or not going to film school is a project so treat both that's good as seriously as you would a film that you want to make because you have to finish one thing to move on to the next. Mm-hmm. I've oh, like this is it's old as time. My mom used to tell me this growing up. Finish one project before you start another. Clean up after yourself. It's the same thing. And so no matter what you do, just make sure you really put a pin in whatever you do mm-hmm. and st- state claim to that decision. And then you'll be ready to take on the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's what awesome. I would want to say. Yeah, yeah, man. Totally Sweet. agree. Griffin, any... What's your closing thoughts on school versus no school versus 
Uh, I think, journey. Jonah, you nailed the title for this video, first of all. <laughs> I love that you're thinking about that <laughs> while we're doing it. You're like, title, thumbnail ideas. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting here. Th- <laughs> I, I have been sitting here thinking about what the thumbnails are doing this whole time. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, don't, I don't think I really could have could have said it better than yeah. anyone else. Um, just, you know, if if college is what you need to do what you want to do, 100% do it. Um, just make sure that to the best of your ability, you figure out what you want to do instead of letting other people tell you what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not a mystical machine that's going to convert you into something. It's it's a it's a tool, a very expensive mm-hmm. tool. So be sure that you want that tool or need that tool. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm glad we, we got to do this, guys. This is yeah, uh, this man. is something that's very very near and dear to, to my heart with with my experience. So it's cool to hear your guys' experience too. Hopefully, you guys got something out of it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next time. You want to take us out, Nick, with a song? We uh, should we do that again? Is that a bad? If it's bad, we'll cut it. But if it's good, we'll keep. We it. We need to finish what we started. You're all right. right. All, all at right. once. Though, all <laughs> at Remember once. the harmonies? Yes. Okay. Of all right. Three, two, two one. one. Some. <laughs> <laughs>